Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win. And you're going to need leverage to win in today's music business. The days of the record labels signing you and the publishing company signing you without having some business behind you are over. You really need to have a reputation. You need to have some business going on. And that is what's going to get you into the inner circle. Um, What is leverage? It's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. That's why we called it the CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B. It's an acronym, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, which is brilliant. Uh, That was written by my good friend and lyricist, Mr. Brent Baxter. He's also my co-host. He's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps you, artists and songwriters like you, turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, how to do business like a pro. And not only that, just about every week, he's connecting you with the pros. You can find Brent super easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves, so you can get paid in the process. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's happening, brother? Man, I'm excited because I've been talking a lot, and now I don't have to. I need to listen to you. (laughs) Once again, we're in the same room together. I like this. (laughs) I don't ever want to stop. Don't ever leave me. (laughs) Um... Today, uh, just to drop a little bomb right here, and then we'll mm-hmm. take care of some business, we're going to talk about the power of social proof. We talk about that. Um, we've, we mentioned that a lot on previous podcasts. Yes. And I want to really dig into what social, social proof is, because this is one of the most powerful tools of influence that you're going to use to expand your audience and to mm-hmm. market your music as an artist and to market yourself as a songwriter. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about how that all that connects mm-hmm. and, and, and the things that change so that you're thinking about it the right way. But before we get into that, yes. we want to talk about... Uh, number one, if you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. Go to Facebook, search the Climb community, ask to be let in. We will mm-hmm. let you in. We let everybody in. But if you're obnoxious, you'll be roadhoused. Yes. And we have developed the rules for that, so be careful. Yes. Um, the second thing is you want to share this. If, if this podcast information is, is helpful to you, if you're binge listening to this, man, turn some other people on to it. A bunch of you are, and we want to uh, we want to spread the love, help us spread the gospel. Uh, take 30 seconds, leave a rating or review on, on iTunes. It, it, makes, uh, it makes us look legit to the people who are thinking about diving listening in, in. Yeah. and they want to know that it's legit. It's social proof. Social proof. That's the social proof. Well, there you go. Is. All these people like it, then it must be I'm gonna good. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. That's right. And um, and finally, the the climb conference. Right? We're getting close here. To like the, very like scarily close. Very close. Like it's next yes. week. It is like yeah. In a, it's this week. It's this week. It's this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. We're about to hop on a plane in a day or two and. Well, if, if you haven't got your ticket, there's still time as, as if it's not sold out. Um, right. I know we're about 75% of the way full, I think. I think we're getting there, yeah. Um, but this is uh, theclimbconference.com is is where you can get more information on this. But it's Brent, it's myself, it's Chris Oglesby. He's a hit 
publisher from uh, uh, BMG, BMG mm-hmm. and uh, Shelby Kennedy, who's the president of TuneCore. So if you got questions on what the new music business looks like in the looks like in the digital world, boy, Shelby's going to have all those answers. Yeah. If you got questions on how publishing works and different ways that you can get in and create relationships and have some time to spend with the man mm-hmm. and and show him what you got going on and get some good feedback from a pro mm-hmm. on your like the pro of pros like hall of fame publisher guy yeah he's really good like goodness sakes like th- th- there's your chance to do that uh brent hit songwriters going to be there and we're making miracles happen here with uh with marketing and in, in, mm-hmm. in the digital world so i think all your answers can be handled right there right yeah that's right so you find out more and reserve your spot at the climbconference.com the so check it out. That's right. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to, the, right. podcast, to the podcast, right? So then it automatically just every Shows every up. Tuesday the major episode goes into your phone, and every Friday the little mini sods happen. We've got the, the um, expand your brand for marketing, which is a little five ten minute blurb on with some some value bombs. Just yep. And then the song title challenge every other week. Pound for pound, they are strong. That's right. Pound for pound, you're not mm-hmm. going to find a better way to spend that. 10 minutes of your life. Exactly. All right. So, So, what do you got today? Man, the power of social proof. This is something that you all are familiar with, that you all do on a regular basis, and that you've all been influenced by on a regular basis. And uh, I want to dissect it a little bit today because this is how you sell records. This is how you sell tickets. This is how you sell merch. This is how you expand your uh, audience. This is how you get people to fall in love with you as an artist. This is what turns a really great songwriter with 500 songs in a can into Mm -hmm. a hit songwriter and all those songs become worth money. It's social proof. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, um, And understanding this from a marketing perspective is is the difference between understanding the di- what just vomit content is mm-hmm. on your feeds and and what you should be doing to try to communicate to people like we talk a lot about how to put images in a song and how to tell that story to move somebody and do that mm-hmm. well you have to do that with your marketing too everybody's always unsure of what to put in there this is going to give you a bunch of ideas so cool. Um, man, I've been. Help us out, Johnny. I'm about Help halfway through this book that I'm going to recommend that everybody purchase. Uh, it's called "Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion" by Robert Cialdini. Um, that's spelled C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I. "Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion." I think I picked up my book for like six bucks or something like that. I have it on my wish list on Amazon. I haven't gotten it yet, but it's on my. It's, yeah, it's, it's on my list. I got a used copy, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was in good condition, and I, I didn't buy it brand new, but. Wow. Who like, cares? The information is still brand new. It's blowing <laughs> you, yeah. blowing my mind. So, <clears throat> social proof states that, quote, one means we use as a, as a society, as, as, a, as a species, to determine what is correct is to find out what other people think is correct. Okay. Or cool. Or cool, yeah. Or and, popular. Or popular. That's right. right. So, <clears throat> um, now that's a really sort of hoity-toity way to spell that out. Right. Seth Godin took that and boiled it down to seven he, words. He's good at this. People like us buy products like that. Mm-hmm. Or how about people like us like artists like that? Mm-hmm. Um, people like us go to shows like that. Exactly. Exactly. And so <clears throat> we <clears throat> want to... We're going to take a lot of cues 
from from the environment and from what's happening around us and the psychology that comes with that when you learn about that and you understand about that can change your world okay mm-hmm. and so we're going to dig into some of that today um, <clears throat> think about let's take Nirvana's record uh, never mind big mm-hmm. record I think it sold 10 million copies let's just say it's very something. ironically named Ten, yeah. we, we all minded hey, that's right we all paid attention we all gave us <laughs> that's a mind. Right. right genius nothing to see here like that oh, yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but let's say that record sold 10 million copies just to make the numbers good so I don't have to be, do a lot of math in my head right what what social proof does and what the phrase people like us like bands like Nirvana mm-hmm means is that the first 400,000 records <coughs> that was sold of Nirvana were by people that really genuinely love Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And the other 9.6 million were by people who just bought it because a friend had it. <laughs> and they associated with that group. Mm-hmm. That's social proof, right? Um, there, um, if you think about, I tell this story a lot to my uh, to my artists when they come in when I'm trying to explain like some of the stuff that we do and I'm explaining different ways to sort of conceptualize social proof. <clears throat> How about the, if you drive into Compton or any ghetto in any big city at midnight on any mm-hmm. given night, you'll inevitably find an eight-year-old kid in the corner selling crack mm-hmm. who is uh, wearing $300 Michael Jordan shoes. Think about that for a second. Kids, now he, first of all, he makes like God knows how much money every night selling crack mm-hmm. in a ghetto, okay? He can afford to buy whatever shoes he wants to buy. Why did he spend three hundred dollars on those? The answer is not because he could. Why did he choose Michael Jordan shoes? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's eight. He was born in two thousand and ten. Just I think my math is right. Seventeen years after Michael Jordan retired, <laughs> he's never probably seen a video of Michael Jordan playing basketball. Michael Jordan doesn't mean any as much to him as it means to me. Like, oh, I've yeah. seen Michael Jordan play live. You know, wow. like yeah. that. That and it's. Like watching freaking flying circus, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> why? It's because everybody else mm-hmm. is wearing them, mm-hmm. so it's relevant to him, right? Um, you know, this 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 principle applies to the way that we decide what constitute correct behavior or popular behavior when we want to belong, or cool behavior when we want to perceive ourselves as cool or um, pretty when we want to perceive, our, perceive ourselves as pretty what dress to wear what makeup do we use what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what nail polish right um, we view a behavior as in the behavior of purchasing a ticket to see your band as in the behavior of purchasing your, purchasing your CD as, uh, or as a behavior of going to Spotify to stream you mm-hmm. um, we view a behavior as more correct in a given situation to the degree that we see others performing it so, real applications for indie artists and how this uh, kind of shakes out. Uh, um, take Bailey James, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's up to 65,000 on her Instagram, followers on her Instagram now. But there was a moment in October, uh, she was at like 50,000. Mm-hmm. And she was engaged. Like, they were really engaged on the, on the post. Mm-hmm. I think average post she would... Every post she put out got an average of 1,200 to 1,500 likes Whew. and maybe like 50 to 75 comments. Nice. And then seemingly overnight, we, we gained like another couple thousand followers because uh-huh. it starts to snowball a little bit the yeah. bigger you get. But seemingly overnight, everything doubled. 
it just it just went to three thousand likes or four thousand likes per post, mm. four to five thousand views if it was a video, and like one hundred and fifty likes per comment. So you had, comments per post, excuse me. So you had like a five percent say growth in the followers, but you had not like even that, like like fifty percent growth in or hundred percent. Yeah, like we went in. from fifty thousand followers to maybe fifty two or fifty three thousand. So small, so small growth. little growth, but doubled that. So one hundred percent growth though in engagement. Exactly. And why? Because it's all of a sudden became cool mm-hmm. to interact with her. It, it was it was there was enough people doing it. There was a big enough number that it it now that's a that's a that's a ship you can get behind. That's a mm-hmm. that's an artist that you can get behind and, and be cool, right? Um, <clears throat> think about this in terms of like a live show, okay? Because mm-hmm. this is really this is really like you talk about like a mob mentality. Let's talk about a mob mentality in a. Positive, positive way, <laughs> right. and we can actually talk about both ways with the example I'm about to give, which is Guns and Roses and Axel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, there was a big, big issue back before Guns and Roses broke up. Uh, initially, back in the early '90s, because Axel was so out of his freaking mind mm-hmm. that he would just literally keep the crowd waiting for hours, and and they would start to tear apart the stadium. Yeah. And as soon as you see one person start to rip something up, it's everybody on. starts to do it. Why? Because we see that other behavior. Uh-huh. We're all feeling the same way, and we start to tear yeah. stuff up and nothing's insu- happened to him yet yeah go <laughs> the yeah. insurance was crazy and it just the money that they spent mm-hmm. on that was insane yeah because they had to pay for that uh, but let's do it on a positive way and this is you know insert your favorite front person or your favorite artist here mm-hmm. but you go to see a, you pay good money you go see an artist and they they want you to sing along and you sing along mm-hmm they want you to clap, and you clap. They tell you to get your cell phone up in the air, you get your cell phone up in the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is social proof, because we see everybody else doing it. And whether we like it or not, we're very much influenced to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you're the outlier. Maybe you're somebody that's, that's like always on the fringe, and you never do what the crowd does. Right. But you need to be aware that you're like in the 2% of... Right. <laughs> of humanity. <laughs> right, yeah. So don't leave money on the table because you wouldn't do that. Right, right? yeah. And, you know, if you, if you want to make a living at this, right? Um, I mean, there's a small percentage of people that, that will, you know, clap when the, the artist is clapped because the artist told them to. Yeah. And they want to do it and they're there. And, but there's a huge percentage of people that are doing it because everybody else is doing it. This isn't quite the Guns N' Roses example. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in church... <laughs> you know, you're going to be singing a song and they don't have you standing up, but then somebody stands up and then somebody else stands up singing. Yep. And then pretty soon you're like, oh, here it comes. Like, oh, I don't really want to stand up. I'm not really feeling it. But now do I look bad if I'm not standing up? Yeah. Which is exactly the conversation. I'm not supposed to be having it in church in my head, which I got to talk to Jesus about that. But then, like, then, you're, then you're going, don't stand up. Oh, people in front of me stood, people behind me. Now I'm sitting here. Now I'm looking like I don't love Jesus. Jesus is going to hate me. Yeah. I got to... Oh, here we go. I'm standing up. <laughs> now All you're right. standing up. That's All it. Right. Yeah, that's right? total. That's, that's totally it, man. And it can go both ways. I mean, uh, you know, looting behavior you see on TV with political rallies or whatever, mm-hmm. or when there's a some kind of you know, huge hurricane or something like that. Um, there... Uh, you know, how about something more subtle? How about if you ever been in a foreign situation where you uh-huh. weren't sure what to do, right? <laughs> yeah, um, been one of those. Sometimes you're not sure where the garbage can is, and and you're like trying to find out, uh, 
you know, what do you do with your your empty popcorn box at a movie theater? And you just mm. follow follow a crowd, and then oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Right. Or um, if you've been in a, like a fancy dinner, it's a little bit above your pay grade, maybe. And you're like, which fork do I use? How do I? And yeah. you get a little you get a little wound up, yeah. and then you just sort of watch what everybody else does. I think of the scene. Yeah, from, you just watch them going. Which fork are they going for? Which fork are they going for? Yeah. Exactly. I think of the scene from uh, the the dinner scene in Pretty Woman, which is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. Um, and uh, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm strong enough in my masculinity. I love that movie. And uh, but there's a scene where she's at the dinner, and uh, and there's a certain appetizer mm-hmm. that they've that they've served, and she's not sure how to eat it. Like yeah. and she's trying as hard as she can. So here she's a hooker in yeah. the movie, and she's like in this really high end dinner, and she's not sure what to do. And the guy across the table just sort of winks at her and, and grabs it with his fingers and eats it. And she's like, "Oh, okay, cool. So I can do yeah. that." But there, there it is, right? This, this is, this is social proof. You know, as a rule, in, in, in as as a human rule here, we'll make fewer mistakes by acting in accord with social evidence than acting contrary to it. Yeah, most of the time, the popcorn's going to end up in the correct trash can if you follow the people out of the theater. Trash can, oh, okay. Then if you go, no, I'm going to do something different. It's going in the high chair. Right, right. So (laughs) when a lot of people are doing something, it's usually the right thing to do. Usually. You know? Uh, So put this in terms of how can you use this for your marketing? How can you show a lot of people on board, on the train of whatever your artist name is or whatever your mm-hmm. band name is, right? Um, how, how can you make that happen? What if you're a songwriter and you're having a pitch meeting with the publisher and you know that you've got holds maybe that that publisher isn't aware of? Mm-hmm. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. should make them aware of it yes, right? like by the way these three other publishing companies got holds on it or these three artists got holds on yeah. it or I've gotten cut maybe maybe you don't have any holds like inside the industry but you're an outside artist that or an outside songwriter that has cuts with with a couple different um, artists that are local to you mm-hmm. well that's that's something right a couple yeah. different artists that are just nondescript to this guy but 
hey, they cut my song, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah. wow, okay, all right, now that's different. Now all of a sudden you go into a different pile. You did. And, yeah. and it becomes a, a, a more of a more of a club like that. Um, man, th- there's things that you can do. I'll give you an example of this. Um, uh, exit polls, political exit polls uh-huh. on national TV, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and this isn't a political statement. It's just this happens. It doesn't matter. Just What's on the aisle? Put your network on there. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a political. But, you know, you come out, you, the person, the unknowing person walks out of the poll booth, and there's the Live at Five reporter. You know, oh, hi, sir, or, do you hate black people or did you vote for Obama? And the person yeah. immediately says, I don't hate black people. No. It's like another vote for Obama. And, right. and you know what I mean? And so they're, they're trying to sway the political opinion with that, right? Yeah. And it happens just the same on the other side. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it happens on both sides of the aisle. Because, yeah, I mean, I remember on election nights, so you're like, don't listen to the exit exit polls these are very early because you know they'll start doing exit polling before the clo- polls close especially in especially in west coast east yeah. coast west coast yeah and they're like and so people are you know if they're on the losing end of the early exit polls trying to rally their people in california going, don't worry about the exit polls get out to vote because yep. a lot of people go oh we've already lost yeah or some people may go oh well good we're winning i don't need to go which is the design in it which is the design of that whole right. thing yeah yeah which because is it's not design. that it's news yet if they really didn't want to affect it they wouldn't. They wouldn't be going out talking to people. I mean, they. It so, effect. so one way that we applied this to uh, a real world marketing situation, we did it with Bailey James. First of all, she's got a web store, and um, we did this like two years ago. Um, we, uh, I made the argument to to the team, and I I made it several times that the only reason we went from records to CDs and from CDs to MP3s, which is like a steady decline in the quality. sonic quality. Yeah was because we were told to, mm-hmm. right? And in the industry, everybody laments like, oh, it's just so sad, nobody knows the difference, and uh, so why do we even bother recording in HD? Because they don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're only gonna listen to it on MP3. Blah, blah, blah. And my, my argument is, yeah, they don't know the difference. So yeah. we just have to add the value into the difference, and then we can change the price of music if we want to, right? Yeah. So I put my money where my mouth was. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Bailey's website, uh, which is baileyjamescountry.com, you can check it out, uh, you can see she has the normal 99-cent MP3 downloads, mm-hmm. as you would expect, right? But if I, when I say these two letters to you, Brent, tell me exactly what it means to you, HD. High def. Right, what does it mean to you? High definition. What do you it's know about HD? High, it's supposed to be higher quality. Right. So whatever, you know, I think of movies. HD movies or right. TV shows, so it's a lot more. So it's better. But yeah, a lot more crisp, clear picture, a lot more distinct. And if you, if you, and what else do you know about HD in terms of price? Oh, it's usually more expensive. Cost more, yeah. right? Knowing that 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 as a community, there's already a visual and an expectation of HD for price and an expectation, mm-hmm. internal expectation for HD on quality. Right. And that most people can't get a hold of WAV files. Like, we're not buying a whole lot of CDs anymore. Most right. people are gonna stream. Uh, we we put up HD downloads on mm-hmm. her website. And they were more expensive. They were, instead of 99 cents, they were $1.49. And they mm-hmm. were WAV files, so they're better than MP3 files. So we, this wasn't like a, any kind of tomfoolery or smoke and mirrors, it was a better file and we're gonna charge more money for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then how do you get them to care about it? Right, right, because I'm like, I'm used to that for movies, so I don't even know what that means for sonically, because I'm thinking I'm already hearing the whole song. Yeah, and, and by the way, add, if I can get the same song for 99 cents rather than $1.49, why wouldn't I take the cheaper version, right? right? 
So this is where we incorporated a social proof thing. We made a video, and we had the artist, you know, send out a video like, "Hey y'all, it's Bailey." Like, um, listen, there's a lot of talk about high quality streaming, and she mentions Jay Z. Uh, you know, has title, and he it's all super high quality streaming. And mm. Spotify says you get a better quality stream if you pay for it than the free version. And HD radio says they're better than. Uh, XM series satellite radio because they stream higher quality uh, audio. Mm-hmm. And then she puts her stamp of approval on it and she says, now I gotta tell you, I've been in the studio enough to hear the difference. Mm-hmm. And she tells them what to hear. Now right. if you crank it up really loud, you can hear the the smoother highs and the bigger lows on an HD track versus an MP3 track. And then she puts it on them, and which is the you know, this is all scripted, right? It's all yeah. intentional. And she says, look, but it doesn't matter what Jay-Z thinks or what Spotify thinks or even what I think. Mm. It just matters what you think. Now, pause right there for a second. This video went out to her email list. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was on her email list got on it because they received an MP3 download of her single. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the title on this email was, I have another gift for you. Mm-hmm. And it uh, got an 80% open rate, by the way. Okay? Nice. And so she says, so I've attached to this email an HD version of the same song that you already have. This is before we released the EP, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the single's out. We're trying to warm it up. So uh, I've attached an HD version of the same song that you already have. The only thing I'm asking you to do is just whenever you get a minute, like wherever you listen to your music, listen to the two tracks back to back and mm-hmm. crank it up and tell me which one you think is better. Yeah. And then hit me up on social media and let me know. There's tons of kids like HD is way better. HD is way better. HD is yeah. way better. More of the story is when we got when, when we released that EP, eighty percent of the sales of music that was on her website was HD. Wow. We could manipulate the buying decision based mm-hmm. on social proof because everybody else was doing it. Yeah. Right. So this is the kind of stuff that you need to be thinking about. And of course, the benefit for y'all was. Sales at a higher price. You already have the WAV files. You just made them available. That's right. So that, that was the benefit. We're going. We just made a lot more bank off this, and we would have if we just sold the MP3 at a lower price. Here's how powerful this is. Um, it's probably not one person listening to this podcast hasn't uh, at one point or another listened to watch the sitcom mm-hmm. and the laugh track on the <laughs> yes. sitcom. So we all know it's fake. Mm-hmm. And we all know, and the artists know, whoever the actors are and the writers yeah. know that it's fake. And trust me, they hate it. There's been many contract dispute mm-hmm. over when the sitcom airs, is there going to be laugh tracks or is there not going to be laugh tracks? Mm-hmm. There's nobody that creates the show that wants the laugh track, I can promise you. But the network demands that you put it in for one reason and one reason only. It works. When they start, when they start surveying people who watch the show they're like 40% more likely to say that it's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even, by the way, even if it's poor quality. <laughs> it's not really funny. Even if right. it's not really funny, they feel like it's funnier because of the laugh track. And so, um, you know, Cialdini says, our folly is not that, For and this is specifically to laugh tracks, our folly is not that uh, we use others' laughter to decide what is humorous and when mirth is appropriate, that's in keeping with the well-founded principle of social proof. Mm-hmm. Like, of course we're going to think it's funny because everybody else thinks it's funny. The folly is that we do it in response to something that's patently fraudulent. 
In other words, it's obviously not real laughter. Right. But we fall for it anyway. We fall for it anyway. Okay. Right. So that's laughter. How powerful that is. that we that use is. fake canned laughter that we know is not true. Yes. So the think about bartenders. If mm. you're a smart bartender, what's the first thing you do before you start your shift with the tip jar? Put some money in it. Put some money in it. Somebody yeah. already put some money in it. Like, you, you're not the first. Go ahead. Right. This is where the money goes. I'm showing you where the money goes. going to get a higher, more people going to tip you. put a 10 in there. Because of that. Right. Yeah. How about, you mentioned church before. How about church? Ushers. Like, before they pass around the collection plate. You can put some money in there. I wouldn't know because I'm not on the front row. <laughs> people in the front row are the only people who know that. I'm a back row Baptist. <laughs> you're a back row Baptist. Yeah. Um, so, when, when, when audience, when uh, advertisers use terms like the fastest growing and the largest selling, and when if you've ever seen like a, a detergent brand where they have like ordinary people mm-hmm. that are uh, telling you how well that product worked for them, yeah. two things happen. Number one, it's social proof, and you start to see oh, and that, and you relate to that person because they're just like me, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was a, we were talking about this before the. Um, before the show, but um, in this book, uh, he talks about a, a um, test uh, 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 experiment that was done by Robert O'Connor with preschool children, specifically preschool children who were very shut down emotionally and who mm-hmm. would not engage emotionally and interact with the other kids in the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, they tried all different kinds of ways to get these kids out of their shell and get them out of the corner where they're just inside their own head and they're not playing with the other kids and there's they're that that could become a seriously bad habit mm-hmm. and and really hurt their lives at that stage of the game, right? This is a mission-critical moment. Yeah. Okay? So um, what they found that was astoundingly beneficial was a 23-minute film showing um, these isolated children, other isolated children, like playing with their classmates, mm-hmm. where they have the, all the class over here, and this isolated kid over here, and then the kid walks over and starts to play with the classmates. And the kid's accepted, and they play, and, and everything's happy okay, ending. and this is fun. Mm-hmm. And that one 23-minute video would break all these kids out of their shell, and they would go and play in class. And Even then, though the teacher would be like, Jimmy, go play with Robert and Susie. Don't and you want to go play? Because right. there's the peer-to-peer thing. Right. Right. So why are we talking about here? Content, right? Like, mm-hmm. you want to show somebody that's, that's in your audience... That, that, that could be in your audience, mm-hmm. like purchasing your product, right? Yeah. Or, or enjoying you live. Right. Or the power of that image is more powerful than you saying, oh, on sale now at iTunes. Like, right. it's awesome. Check it out. Exactly. And right. um, it's more powerful to show other people checking it out at this grocery, at the line, un, like, at the checkout uh, line. Yeah. Like fear, like, like um, what do you call it? Um, like irrational fears and let's not what's maybe it's not irrational but there's a lot of little kids that have a fear of dogs mm. and not from a trauma now some kids got a fear of dogs because they got bit or attacked by right. a dog this is not this is not trauma oriented they just have a, a fear of dogs and their parents want to you know get them to to like dogs mm. same thing you show them videos of kids playing with dogs mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the kids start to realize oh this is fun this is cool and then they'll go on to play with the dog mm-hmm. right when they're little so and, and it's a peer-to-peer thing. It's not a, an adult telling them to do this, or an adult playing with a dog, or an adult playing with a dog. That's it's right. Like kids like us play with dogs like these. See, Got see you. how that works, man. So <clears throat> we did a, um, 
uh, a Jacob Cade, uh, one of my artists, rock artists. He's in the top 40 now on Billboard's indicator chart for awesome. rock. Uh, that means he's getting spun, y'all, and, and it's real. Um, he's, he's out there. We're trying to get as many tour dates as we can. Well, he got the opportunity to do a one-off in Scottsdale, Arizona, opening up for Dokken, which is a big 80s band. Um, and he was not direct support. There's three bands on the bill. He was the first band. Mm-hmm. So he was going on at 8 p.m. He's opening for the opener. Hardly, Yeah, hardly anybody's going to be there, right, at, at that thing. So the other thing is we're not getting spun in Scottsdale. It's not a market. It's not his hometown. That we're in. Not, he's from Colorado. That's right. He's from Denver, Colorado. It's not his hometown. So nobody knows who Jacob Cade is in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I went back to the uh, to the investors and I said, hey, I want to try something here. Can we, you know, we, we give me a budget on Facebook of like mm-hmm. 200 bucks? And they're like, oh, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. So I put together a video. Now, we had some compelling images. First of all, this kid on stage on a scale of 1 to 10 kids guitar playing is at like a 15 on a scale of 1 to 10 the kids performance like live performance skills are at a 15 Mm. like he's off the charts so much energy like it's insane Mm -hmm. how amazing like he just will blow your mind like okay and so and so the formula again get the art and artist in front of new eyeballs Mm -hmm. and let him do his thing right well we just wanted to get as many eyeballs out there as we could right so we put together a video a one minute video of him playing live like all these different clips of him playing live and we had a couple shows where we got clips from and the video clips were his mom from the side of the stage shooting video of him Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the shows I flew up to to Denver and was just there uh, watching the show and up Mm -hmm. from the audience and I was taking it from the front looking yeah. looking in and it was a big opener for Steel Panther so there's like 3,600 people there but these people were freaking out on him another yeah. show we were getting a lot of spins in Spokane, Washington and he went there and did another opening show but everybody we, they packed the house because they knew who he was too mm. and they're all like clapping and so the, the video opens up and he's like clapping along to a packed house full of people clapping along with him mm-hmm. and his track's playing underneath of it and, and the whole messaging was hey Scottsdale you know get there early don't don't miss this kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and I'll put the video up I haven't done it yet but I'll put it up in the climb community but long story short I get a text uh, this just was last Saturday from the moment from today when we're recording this podcast it was April 14th was the date and uh, like 400 people showed up to see him nobody knew him nobody knew him but they but you know what we we super targeted the uh, within a 50 mile radius of the club Mm -hmm. and and the audiences that would be going to see Dokken right and we put that video out there and spent money getting it out there I mean the numbers were astounding it totally worked the bar owner flipped out because he was like Mm -hmm. I can't believe you had that many people show up for you in the beginning you're from out of town yeah what's your name yeah exactly what's your name like oh my god like and we got another we got a repeat gig Mm-hmm. For him coming back in August, so um, this and now he has four hundred people know who knows who he is. Yeah, we can hit again. We can build on that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so this is where you know this is where we're implementing this this kind of social proof. This this is so powerful um, that we're implementing the social proof in, in getting people to um, to uh, change their mind to mm-hmm. like something, right? And online, we know it's not about the music first, but the artist first. So right. It's in, it's congruent with everything that we're doing. That's the way you want to get it done. So, anyway, um, before before we wrap it up here, if 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 this kind of marketing could help you grow your audience, 
as it's helping many other artists. Yeah, as it's helping every other freaking artist that we work with. And you'd like it to help you. um, Reach out to us at info at daredevilproduction.com. We're available for consultation. If, uh, you know, maybe you can't afford the service of the company, like on our retainer kind of a thing. Um, That might be a little bit out of your budget, but there's no reason why you can't get some good direction that's one-on-one, that's specific and customized to your brand Mm -hmm. on how you can how you can get out there and and make this kind of stuff happen and we do make little deals on the side with artists that aren't necessarily daredevil artists where where we can help you do a specific maybe a a single release uh Mm -hmm. an ep release where we can help you sort of market that and and cook up some different ideas on on how to provide um and bring like one of these big influencers of social behavior into your messaging Mm -hmm. and then knowing where to spend the money and how to get it in front of the right people. So, again, it's info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is single. There is no S. Put consultation in the subject line, and we'll make that happen. But that brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. This podcast exists because we want you to win, guys. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.